Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 942 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, it's a different crew, but this crew is good. To steal a line from the movie Heat. Uh, David Bray has staged a coup, and JD is not on the show today. And this is just one of the many power plays we've seen David pull over the years. Uh, So this is nothing new. But he's on today, along with Shane Sparks and Ben Askren and myself, Christian Piles, and we are going to talk about probably two things. One, we're going to talk a lot of Fargo. That's why David's here. He is our, our top Fargonaut. He knows what's going on. He knows the ins and outs. He's got lists. Ben's very excited for Fargo. And we're going to so talk excited. about these NCAA, rule, these NCAA rules because our buddy Shane Sparks, well, I'll just say he's a little nervous about them. But let's check in with Shane first. How are you, buddy? Doing fantastic, guys. Good to be here. Hope everybody's having a great summer. Of course, Fargo uh, this week. I remember the very first time I went to that was a long time ago. I mean, what I remember the first year I was there, guys that won Tony Nelson. Uh, oh, for Tony Nelson. Well, I thought you were talking about as an athlete that you went like no, in 1997 never, or something. No, never, never went as an athlete. You'll you'll remember this, Ben. I think Uh-oh. you're a little younger than me, but not too bad. The, the uh, my link to Fargo was when I was a senior uh, and I was in the private schools. I, I lost in the finals to a kid named Rudy Ruiz, who that oh, summer okay. beat Jody Stripmatter. Uh, so I was in the finals. So I always joke with Stripmatter because I, I had never lost to Rudy. I think I was, I never, I only lost to him one time. But oh, uh, so I joke with Stripmatter that if I beat him a number of times and he beat Stripmatter, well, then, you know, basic math tells you that I would have, I would have beat Stripmatter up pretty bad, which, uh, was yeah. Tough. but yeah that's uh that's that's the first time i had ever heard of fargo that was in 1994 i didn't go but uh i mean i remember just doing the interviews with the champions and what a fun it's such a it's a long week but what a fun week and it's i mean it's just uh i mean when i first started going i don't think the girls were wrestling so it's it's great to see yeah no no i think they were wrestling i take that back tournament's growing huge it's yeah now it's now it's i remember the one of the first girl interviews I ever did was Ronna Heaton. She was probably 14. I mean, a long time ago. Oh. Now, obviously, she just had a baby. It's just crazy how uh, time goes, you know. But what a week. What a week indeed. Um, okay, I wanted to start. I've been wanting to talk with Shane on the show about the rule changes for a long time. Since, like, pre-Final <laughs> X when the rules came out. Shane has officially... 
He has officially declared the death of folk style. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> what we have now is is something else, which is, I think, news to a lot of us. And I just kind of wanted to go real quick through the rules changes and find out just kind of real quick, yes or no, if, if you oppose the rule change or not. And then we can kind of maybe dive a little bit deeper. Is that cool, Shane? Sure, sure. Okay, okay. Rule change number one. The top man needs to work to turn, not work to ride. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, I thought, now that was the, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the proposed rule that did not pass. I mean, I thought. It did pass. Well, of all the the rules, the one that I thought would pass, like, and again, just from my perspective, I thought the one that was like a slam dunk was going to be, you got to turn a guy to get the riding time point. That, yeah, I mean, now that, that that's the one that did not pass. But the failed. you but the the rules said um, this is a separate rule. Sure, I know what you're okay. Man, do, yeah. you, do you like that one? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. When, when you're on when you're on top, guys. I mean, this is like here's the analogy I would give. A lot of my baseball buddies will give me crap because I appreciate a bunt. Okay, I don't I don't love bunting. <laughs> I, sometimes it's the right play. But I love home runs more than I love bunts. I'm an Atlanta Brave fan. Braves hit home runs constantly. I love home runs. Much like in the top position. I love a good gritty ride, but I love turns a lot better. I just appreciate both of them. But I love okay. I love turning. It's I, th- I think it's been a misconception that I'm all about mat returns and riding and I and I Wait. am. But I uh, love hold on. turns. Little little just I mean, I don't want to get too distracted, Shane. Did you realize? I, I wanted you on the show Monday. Did oh. you realize what the UFC does? The UFC counts every mat return as another takedown. I love it. I saw you tweeted that. I love it. <laughs> I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. Stop. I do. I do. I, I love it all, okay. guys. I love it all. I love, I love, I love winning. Like, what is, what is, winning? <laughs> yeah. Not me. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, <laughs> David loves losing. Uh, okay, Rook. I'm, I want. I really want to kind of rifle through these. The okay. ankle ride. The ankle ride is now a count. Do you like that? I like it. I like it if it doesn't cause a bunch of chaos, right? I mean, I, I like it on the surface. I like it. I mean, I don't want to see riding ankles either. That doesn't. Yeah. All so right. on the surface, yeah, cool. I like it. Fine. Well, how about the caveat that for any of these rules, if they create chaos, we don't like them. Uh, it's, it's just I think that I, I think it. that's my stance on all the rules. But my my issue becomes where I get a little nervous. And again, guys, let me just preface this conversation by saying this, okay? And I know we got to get rifling through these, but I'm a guy. I'm not a guy that always wants to be right. From this standpoint, I hope that anything I don't like, I hope I'm wrong. I hope if, and we'll get to the takedown in a, in a second here, but it's like, these are the rules. I'll give them a try. I hope they're awesome. Like, I'm not one of these guys where it's like, God, I can't wait for next year where I can tell you guys, I told you I was right. These were wrong. That will do the sport no good. I hope these rules are awesome. I hope in a year when we get done looking at them for a season that we're all like, this was fantastic. But I, I just have my reservations. And in a lot of these rules... The two near fall, three near fall, four near fall. This count, that count. I I just think some of these counts uh, could be very confusing for fans. They could be confusing for people. I, I just don't want to see a bunch of my, my biggest fear on these near falls. You know, you got the two count, the three count, the four count. Was it 
Was it a count and a half? Was it two or was it a count and a half? Was it two and a half? Was it three? Like, I, I just hope it's not a bunch of challenge bricks and, and just confusion that way. So that's kind of an overlying. So, yeah. Okay. We don't want anar- anarchy either. All right. Medical forfeits are now a loss. The first one, thumbs up or thumbs down. Absolutely. Right. Love it. Love Great. it. Okay. Okay. They got rid of the hand touch, no reaction time takedown, and now every takedown. That's a thumbs up too. Okay, great. Yep. Yeah, um, in in a video review, the referee can change any call, not just what is challenged. Let's so say hey, I'm challenging a takedown, and they say, "Well, actually, it was a takedown and backs or whatever." Do you like that? That everything in the period of time being challenged can be changed. Uh, uh, That's a mid. It, it's, mid. It's, mid. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Like it's. it's oh. I, I'm not going to die in the sword for that one. Like, fine, I'm reasonable. Won't die in the sword. Okay, two-hour weigh-in across the board. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Oh, gosh. You like our weigh-ins? I like – I'm not a – guys, not to, not to get off on too much of a rant here, I, I'd i be okay with Matt side weigh-ins. I hate weight cutting. Okay. I, I, I hate weight cutting. I think it's – and the reason I hate weight cutting, especially – I mean, in college, I, I, So, um, yeah, it, again, it's fine – but if they if it stayed at one hour, that's fine too because I'm all about. I, I just hate weight cutting. I, I I hate it, and I I I just hate it. So, yeah. I, I thought you were gonna have a a weight cutting stance that was really 1984 heavy, like let, like yeah. Vision Quest, for example. Loud yeah. noses bleeding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just such a God. I just think about like, you know, at the end of the day, especially in the youth, you know, you want to have a good experience. I mean. These parents that have a kid cutting, I don't care if it's a half a pound when he's 10 years old. Like you are a bad, Smart. you are a, you are a fail. You failed. Like you got to do better than that. Like, come on. Like, because guys, let's be honest here. Like you look at some of these monster youth tournaments, nobody, let, let's be honest. I mean, nobody remembers who wins. They're not that important. Ben, you talk about this all the time. Yeah, and well, I agree with you 100%. We'll post old Tulsa results sometimes. I can't believe them. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Christian Piles. <laughs> what? It's cool. You should watch these kids wrestle when they're like ten years old. It's fun. Uh, Listen, I Shane, I think you don't you don't get it, man. The first five six pounds comes really easy off, <laughs> off a ten year old. It actually so then it's just that. my daughter. Uh, my, I'll tell you, Christian, my daughter this year. She got in her head. Ben. And uh, she was 61.1, right? And it was either 60 or 65. And she's convinced, I want to wrestle 60. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And she kept just badgering me about it. And so I said, Christian, I said, listen, if you wake up on Friday morning or whatever, and you are within a half a pound, I'll help you lose a half a pound, okay? And she's like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can. And to, to wake up that light, which is only 0.6 pounds lighter than what she was when she didn't even check, you know? She tried, she allegedly tried hard. She couldn't wake up under that weight. So I said, You're going up. She was like 60.8 or something. And okay, well, actually kind of hard. What brand? What brand of plastics does she sleep in? <laughs> the hefty That'll do it. Uh, yeah yeah you can't you can't go cheap on good uh sauna suits that's <laughs> one thing that's one thing we've learned on this journey uh, through little league wrestling it's funny okay i i just like the idea that all weigh-ins occur it's the same 
whatever. If it was all hour, all two hours. That's true. Why is it? Okay. No, you should, as much as you compliment J.D. Raider's mustache, I feel like you're going to like this one. No more facial hair rules. Let it grow. Let it flow. Mm. Your thoughts. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They didn't change riding time. My my kids like that one, Christian. I don't know what movie it's from. Let it grow. Let it grow. Yeah. (laughs) Frozen. Yeah, Frozen. No. Okay. Frozen? You guys are full of crap. It's the... A different one. Let it go was frozen. Okay. Right? Frozen. No, let it yeah. grow. Tell what is it, Bray? You got kids. What is it? Rapunzel? I don't know. No, it's not Rapunzel. Tangled? You guys need to know your freaking kids. What is it, Tyler? Lorax. Ah, yeah, that's it. You guys got to know your kids' movies better. <laughs> hippie, hippie Ben. Well, of course, it would be the Lorax, the tree saving <laughs> uh, film. Um. Okay. So. Now let's bring us brings us to I think that's our all the big ones. Um, near fall. The let's near, go to the big one. The near fall. Oh, the three point, the three point near fall. Uh, so it's two points, three points, four point near fall. Shane, uh, your thoughts? I think um, when it comes to the near fall and the takedown, I just don't necessarily think they were. I, I think I don't think they were necessary. I don't think they were necessary. Not necessary. Okay. Yeah, because because one Unders- you know, the reason I say that now, Christian, is because I almost look at him as put those two rules in the same baskets because somebody might be like, well, there's too much emphasis on the takedown. Yeah, but we neutralize that by adding another point for a near fall situation on the mat. They kind of cancel each other out, and that's why I'm saying, yeah, you should just left the near fall two and four, the takedown at two, and they kind of oh. cancel each other out. I thought going in, and again, I want to talk to some more coaches on this. But um, um, that's probably another whole other topic. Don't want to get too off track here. But but um, um, yeah, never. I my whole thing was kind of the process too. Like in talking to different coaches, and it's not intentional. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not saying it's intentional. I don't know, but I can tell you this: in talking to a number of different coaches, it just seemed like the 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 process is maybe more where the issue comes in, where it just. Maybe maybe they could improve on the process and how this stuff goes down. In terms of just the how what goes down the review. I mean, I I, talking about. I I had talked to some coaches that were just a little bit confused as how the how the process was. Like they they were a little confused as how it all went with the with the whole process of making new rules for rules changes. Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm not as like worried about the the challenges because it's like you still would be reviewing if it's one or two or if it's three or four or whatever. So I, I don't see it as a as a huge, huge issue for um for the sport. And I don't yeah, think Yeah, because they'll get one anyways at Julie, but Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's get to the three point takedown. Um what's your what's the what's the big gripe here? It, it's again, this is my maybe maybe I'm wrong, but my whole thing is we try to make rules that create action. Right. I mean, isn't that kind of what that was? That was my perception. Like these rule changes are going to try to create action, which is fine. It seemed to me like last year, the riding was always kind of a how yeah, the riding people didn't like it. It's not exciting. You don't want to see a guy just just ride a guy and not turn him and. 
it was about creating action. I mean, are we all in agreement on that? Like heading into the rules, youth, my thought, I want to get your guys' thought was with these rule changes, they are going to try to uh, increase the action. That's the overall core. That's like, um, I mean, I feel like that's a common platitude in wrestling. You know, everyone's always talking about that. Whereas I watched the semis and the, I watched all the NCAAs and I thought like, this is good action. These were good yeah. competitive matches. They were fun. Yep. I didn't really see an issue besides some of the stalling on the top. That was the one thing I said sure. all year. I've been consistent, and that's how I feel. Yeah, and I and I agree with you, Ben. And I think you bring up a good point where it's like, man, we just had – I mean, I've talked to people that have been at that tournament for 50 years, and they said, that's the best NCAA tournament we've had ever. The finals were electric, a yeah. lot of great action. So it just puzzled me, like – state of the sport from that standpoint to have such a big rule change. Like that is a big time rule change. And I just don't think, and I haven't dug in the data and I'm a guy too. I like data sometimes, but I'm not always about data. Like go to the data all the time. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, there's a, you know, give and take to that. But at the end of the day, I appreciate all positions and I want to see those positions like, accounted for pretty much equally like yes so so i just think the ratio's out of whack with a three-point takedown to a one-point escape a two-point takedown is double like it is double the point value as an escape and as we saw this last year getting out from on bottom is not easy that's that's where this kind of whole thing came from guys are so good on top it is extremely difficult to get out from on bottom it's hard it should be worth a point. A takedown is worth double, which makes sense. Taking a guy down is difficult. Two points. Turning them is really hard. That's double. The, like the ratio seemed to me like they were intact. I do not think in any way, shape, or form a three-point takedown is going to cause people to be more aggressive on their feet. I don't I see like all agree. of a sudden now guys are going to be going at it so much harder on their feet. I think that is just not. You're you're either aggressive or you're not, and and a point value on a takedown. Like all of a sudden, we're not going to see some of these guys that typically don't score takedowns. Like all of a sudden, they're going to show up this next season and 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 be dynamic on their feet. Like it's just, we'll see, guys. We'll, we'll see. I'm willing to say, hey, let's give it a try and see what happens. But on the surface, I just thought it was unnecessary. I just didn't. I didn't. I don't know why. I just thought it was unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, that's how I okay. feel. Okay. Okay. So I guess my whole point in this little exercise is well, it was it was for Shane because we went through all the rules. <laughs> he liked all but one of them, and but he declared the death of folk style. I think that yeah. was maybe we could look back and say this was a slight overreaction on on the part of Spark. It, it might have been. I've been known to overreact from time to time. I you just would never, uh, Shane. I just, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens, guys. We'll, we'll see what happens. Now, I, w- I will throw this out there real quick, though. This is the one part of this debate that drives me. N- this is this is one where I will die on the sword. Okay, Uh-oh. I'll tell you what drives right. because it's such a. Th- this is the one I don't like. Okay, uh, I get a takedown. You escape because I basically don't try on the mat. I want to be on my feet, which is fine. It's fine. I want to be on my feet. So I'm going to punt a position. So I take you down, basically let you up. And then uh, um, 
and I'm getting this screwed up. Uh-oh. And then I go on bottom, and I escape in the second period, and now it's 2-2. And it's like, you know, now maybe you get another takedown, you let me up, and it's 4-3. to three. And it's like, oh, man, I've been dominating this guy. I took him down twice, and I'm only winning 4-3. to three. Well, that's your fault. That's, that's, yeah, that is so, like, that's... I agree. Well, Shane, I'm going to back you up here because I have challenged everyone I know, including one Christian Piles and David Bray, to name me one folk style result, one singular match who had the wrong outcome because yes. of the scoring system. Yes. They can't find one. You can't. Ben, Ben, can't I will say it. this. And I think most Possible. of us get, most of us, I think, are on the same page on a lot of stuff. But Ben, I gotta tell you, and I'm I don't need to tell you, you know, I don't need to be the president of the Ben Askren Club. But whether I'm watching your mental Mondays or listening on flow radio, like I can't think of a time where I disagree with you. Like I'm always, I'm always like, yes. And I, Ben, I, I'm with you. And I I will admit this guys. I do feel a little more validated when Ben tells me he agrees. I I, Cause I, I, sometimes I think I feel like I'm, people are like, Oh, that's crazy. Shane. I'm like, Really? Because I've I've argued this with people, and they'll be like, "That's not fair that so and so takes them down twice, and they're only yeah. up four to three. It's like that is so that is dumb. Like that that's well, Shane. If they can't come up with one result, they can come up with their where with a few results that are maybe closer, but they can't come up with one result that's the wrong way, and that's the issue that that with oh. argument it needs to be three points, and you know. Generally, even when they are closer like that, like it's three takedowns and somehow it's six five, it's because the one dude sucks on top yeah. and won't choose bottom. Absolutely. Like you can't, this is a, and that's why Christian, when you talked about, you know, and again, probably, you know, a little bit of an overstatement for my, me saying folk style's dead, but the, I just, every position is important. Like they're all important. You, you've yeah. got to be able yeah. to wrestle all three positions to win. And if you're not, if you want to punt on a position, I will never feel sorry for you for losing ever. Like that's your choice. You, I mean, you do what you want to do, but that's where, you know, that's where I don't like to put more emphasis on certain positions. I like to see them all, equal, you know, bottom top, you know, neutral. Like I want to see them all like that. Not like, the scales like this keep it balanced i agree okay so I, I would say one you can't just you you don't it's not a trump card to say oh name a match or your art your argument is wrong that's not true uh my entire the entire premise of my argument one is the ratio doesn't make sense take down to escape but how, two, how, does, it, how does it make sense I, I, hold on I didn't even get to say two yet. So two. <laughs> well, we got a pop with one. We're coming after you. Uh, all right. Then this is my new one. And that one is now two. <laughs> Number one, I believe the, the skill required to get a takedown is worth three times as much as the skill required to get an escape. How do you Period. figure that? I think that. How do you figure I, that? I ran the numbers. I. I Put Shane them. Sparks on top and, of you, and you'll figure out how, what's harder. I mean, seriously, though, guys, guys, how many? And and I know I'm using extreme examples here. I know I'm using extreme examples, but how many points do you think Frank Molinero would have been willing to give up on the bottom of Kyle Bake? He probably would have said, <laughs> "Give me my feet, and I'll give you four points for an escape." Like, I mean, getting an escape, guys, is hard. Christian, how can you say that it's a three to one ratio? That that is uh... absurd to me. You don't think there's uh, 
Well, yeah, you just yeah, you use the most extreme example to prove. Well, your I can point. give you what a bunch of them, guys. Look at the, the it's it's hard to get out from on bottom, no. guys. It's hard. It's worth a point. I don't think so. It is I think hard. T- it's I not think easy. You, I think I'm not saying it's easy. You're saying it's easy. I'm saying takedowns. No, no, no. I'm saying the ratio of difficulty, just like kicking a field goal in in football, is not worth yep. as much as a touchdown because a touchdown is harder to do. It's half. I think it is easier to. Yeah, I think a takedown almost half. Yeah, it's half. I think, I think getting a takedown is should be worth more than double an escape point. That's just my opinion. And that's I mean that's your wow. like I can't I can't tell you that you're wrong. You know what I mean, I'm just in my so we'll just this is the classic. You know, we'll agree to disagree, but it's I don't I mean, Christian. It's double, like double. That that's I mean you're saying. You're saying, in, I mean, think about what you just did, Christian, but like, like mathematically, think about this. I'm saying it's 200 to 100. You, There's not a scenario mm-hmm. here where it's like, okay, like, like I'm reasonable, Christian. I might give you this. You know what, Christian? I see where you're coming from. Give it to me. If there was a way to call it two and a quarter points, I'll give you that. <laughs> But we can't go to three, right? Two I mean, that's quarter. seriously, you can't go, if you want to go two to one, I can give you a little flexibility and say two and a quarter points, like 225 to 100, fine. But you can't go to three. You can't have it a 300 to 100, a three to one ratio. That is absurd, guys. I mean, that is. What about? about, You know what, guys? Here's here's one. If you gave me the magic wand, I'll give you one. If you gave me the magic wand on the takedown, I'll tell you one thing I would sign off for 100%, and I would love to see this, although it adds, again, more confusion and more intricacies to the rules. I'd love to see a three-point takedown in the final 30 seconds of a period. No, you stop. You just really? stop right now, Shane Sparks. <laughs> right. I thought because no. I, I, I liked it. Now, that would create action. Like, that, to me, would create some urgency and more action. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. So Can't reward it differently. I, okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. We'll we'll go two and a quarter for a takedown. <laughs> yeah, two and a quarter. I'm I'm reasonable, three. Christian. I'm but but to to, to swing it, it's like this, Christian. It's like this. It's you know, here's the scale. That's fine. This is fine, but you're going like this. I mean, it's you know what, wide. Christian? The actual ratio that I think you could be arguing is is incongruent with skill, because I think chicken to escape is two to one is fine. The 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 ratio that's incongruent or could be would be a four point near fall because that essentially equals four takedowns when you're going uh, a plus when a takedown is a plus one right so if I turn you the second period mm-hmm. uh, and I get four points for that I would need to redeem it with four or if I ride out the period three takedowns right to get those points back. Mm-hmm. that would be the yeah. ratio that you could have an issue with I think and, and you know what guys these I, rules you know what I wish they would do too. I wish there were rules based on dual meets. All these rules are on individual matches, which, you know, in conjunction will, you know, somewhat be related. But like the the dual meet scoring, like that, that to me, like the dual meet scoring, that's where I'd love to see some, that's where I'd like to maybe see some more radical changes. Dual meet scoring. Okay. Starting with stopping taking points away. Well, when I mean, when somebody wins seven to one, or one nothing, and it's the same team score. Oh, like, okay, that's 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 dumb. Like what? Yeah, but that's another topic for another day. But we'll we'll see. I mean, let's I hope get Bray. They, hope they work. Yeah, Bray. What were, I could tell you're about to say something. 
I think what I'm excited about to see about these rules is the biggest problem when I watch a lot of folk style matches is the there aren't a lot of matches that come down to the end where the result still feels in question. And that's a difference from freestyle where in freestyle, if somebody's up by two with 45 seconds left, it's like, what's going to happen. Whereas in a folk style match, somebody's up by two with 45 seconds left. It, it, a lot of times it feels like I know what's going to happen in this match. Uh, There are some exceptions, but I like that this rule set as a whole, I think gives, it gives less, opportunity for a guy that's up 2-0 on top to just ride out and waste time it gives more opportunity for somebody that's down by two whether they're on top or on bottom or in neutral to to try to push for that you know to either extend the match to ot or to get the win and so i think it's i hope that these rules are going to create a little bit more you know sense of the match being in question and engage fans and so for me it's like i don't worry so much about all right, does has the result been wrong very often in the past? Is there somebody who should have won and should have lost? It's like, well, are, are people going to be feeling, you know, that, that this match is in question for for more more often, you know? And that's that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, one of the things I, kind of along along that point or along that thought process would be in freestyle, if there is a incongruency in skill level, it's going to be over fast, right? You're going to get the 10 kind, kind of quick if one guy's way better than the other person. And in folk style, sometimes matches, especially in the like four to seven point range and then in the like nine to 14 point range, it just feels like they can drag on forever, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, if in freestyle, if someone's up by six or eight, they're like, I'm about to end this. I'm going to go get them. You know, I'm going to finish this off. And in folk style, someone's up by like seven. That's a lot more points to end it. So like, and I actually, if someone would argue to me that bring the tech fall down in folk style, I'd have been like, okay. You bring know? it to 10. Bring it, bring to, it 10. to 10. But essentially yeah. the three point takedown, the four point near fall, they bring us closer to 15, much, much quicker than a two and a three point near fall where we would have had five years ago or whatever. So you know, I, I'm actually okay with that. I think sometimes the folks on matches can like drag on because it is, it's really hard to get the 15. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. Bray, and you bring up a good point, Ben, you bring up a good point. I mean, I, I think those could be some positives. So I, I hope, yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope, I hope they're great. I mean, why not? I mean, I, it, the, here's the analogy I, I would give on these rules to a certain extent, maybe a bad analogy, but <clears throat> When I vote for the president of the United States, okay, if my guy loses, I hope the guy that won does such a great job that I vote for him in four years. I'm not one of these guys where it's like, my guy didn't win, so I hope the other guy just sucks so we can all just pile on and tell everybody how bad he is. Like, so kind of the same way I look at these rules. Initially didn't love them. I still don't know if I love them, but I'm like, all right, this is the way it is. I'm going to support them. I'm going to get behind them. And for the good of the sport, I hope they're I hope they're awesome. Hope they're great. You're my president, Shane. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the the let's go to Fargo. Because this is start this is next week. It's basically here. David's been uh all over this Fargo. So why don't you if you're not up to speed with what's gonna be going down, the big weights, David, why don't you get the people up to speed with what's gonna be the, the big weights and oh, matchups yeah. for this year? Yeah. Um, yeah, there are, there are so many things to be excited about, but, uh, I think at the top, uh, you got to circle junior 120 pounds, 11 guys ranked in the top 20 in this weight, um, including 
probably three guys that are in the running for a golden ticket at who's number one. Uh, so Isaiah Cortez from California, one of the one of the twins from California. He's at the top. He's number one right now at the weight. Leo DeLuca is in there and Barrick Jordan. Those guys are one, three and four in the country. And uh, I think pretty interesting clashes of styles and, and guys that haven't wrestled much, if at all, against each other, at least not recently. So um, that weight's really good at the top. And then it has crazy depth all the way down to yeah. Jackson Bloom at 20. So that's one that that I think is is one that you're going to be, you know, Round of sixteen on, even probably before that, there's gonna be a ton of good matches. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You, 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 you know, you named one, three, and four, but there's there's, there's a couple guys below that could still cause some havoc and get some upsets for sure. Every yeah. year, it feels like there's there's guys that are on that outside of that elite class that find their way into. I mean, the Rainies were a prime example. I think I think it was at this tournament last year where they yeah, it was sort it was. of broke broke out. But it ha- it happens every year. You feel um, okay. On the AWA side, David, how how are the asking boys? We're gonna bring some heat, baby. We're coming with the smoke, (laughs) all of it. What what's the heat level? I mean, we got four guys that who are the highest ranked guy in the weight class in juniors. Yeah, it's the best team you have have ever had, Ben. This is your best group. Yes, the best group. Yeah, and and I, I think not only heat, but there's you know a couple guys in there that that have real shot at golden tickets for who's number one. Also probably the, I don't know, the guy that a lot of people are going to be looking at is Connor Mirasola at 195. He's number one in the country and he's the favorite to win that weight class. It's going to be fun though. There's, you know, Joey Novak's in there. He's going to Wyoming next year. So he's, you know, he's not going to be a factor for future rankings, but I want to see those guys wrestle. I think Novak has wrestled Cole, but not Connor. Is Cole, that right, Ben? Yeah, I believe it was Cole at the Minnesota Christmas tournament. Yeah. And um Novak had a crazy match with Aiden Sinclair when you guys did that yep. at duel. So that I mean that I just think that is a matchup where the style clash could make it really, really fun. And uh and you know, hopefully they end up on opposite sides of the bracket. I know they're using like the they were they were gonna use the pin system to seed this, but now they're That's using the, the separation criteria. So yeah. Um, the pin thing I, is exciting. I don't know if people heard about that yet, but um, but when I look at it, I feel as though um, it's not all the way there yet. Maybe like there's a, not a full batch of results or something because I, I noticed a few guys who are kind of probably not where they should be. But the idea is that they're going to rate all matches against each other. And like chess has um, a rating system. Disc golf has a rating system where you're rated based on all of your matches and all of your opponents. And then it just spits it out, and I think that that's a really good way to go, but maybe it's not quite there yet. I think it's going to be awesome in the future because yeah. it should add a ton of transparency. People will know yes. what they need to do to get to get higher up in that you know on that pin system, and they'll also be able to see like right away what's what's a bracket going to look like. Like that's I think been a, a problem with wrestling for a long time, where you don't know what kind of matches to be excited about or anticipate until right before the event starts. So yeah, once it gets dialed in, I think that's going to be a massive improvement to, especially yes. tournaments like this, where you got like 130 guys in the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're literally going to rank them one, you know, one to one thirty or whatever. And that that's huge. And cause one of the problems with this tournament is um, from the seating perspective, they have the separation criteria, but when you have certain, it's, it's usually the East Coast guys, a Pennsylvania guy, a Jersey guy, who haven't participated in a whole bunch of freestyle events, 
but they're really, really freaking good. And they come out here and they have almost no separation criteria. And then they're facing someone really good first round. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. going to make it a lot better. Yeah. Uh, David, you alluded to who's number one, some golden tickets. Would you go over some of the weights and the contenders for the various weight classes? Who could be wrestling and who's number one and earn that golden ticket? Yeah, there, there are. This is probably not an exhaustive list, but uh, a, a few things to keep your eye on. I already mentioned 120. That's one where it sounds like um, Anthony Knox is probably coming down from, from 126. He's not not weighing as much as he was. So if he's Doesn't down he at change weights, I feel like he changed weights last year also. Yeah, and he's actually not going to be at Fargo because he's he's training at the OTC. Um, okay. But but he if he's 120 in the fall, then that would put him – you know, that would put him in here. He's beat Cortez. He's beat Jordan. So he would be number one if he's at 120. And then, so then that leaves another spot. So Cortez, DeLuca, Jordan, those guys are all on that level. They're all, you know, who's number one type of guys. So 120, it's an interesting one because it's not just like, all right, this one guy, if he wins, he'll be in. It's there, there are a handful of guys that I think are right there. Nice. Um, so 120, 126 juniors. Uh, keep your eye on that. Jax Forrest is in that weight class. And if you don't know Jax Forrest, I think well, it's impossible not to know Jax yeah, Forrest. He wrestles, impossible. <laughs> he wrestles everywhere. If it's freestyle, if it's folk style, if it's college opens, if it's high school, he's there. Um, he's going to be a big time favorite to win this weight at 126, but he wrestles such a, such a unique style. And the nature of Fargo brackets is you're going to have to win six or seven matches. So th- there's a lot of landmines at 126. I would, you know, I would pick Jax. I think Jax is, is a, you know, is a big favorite, but there's some dangerous guys at, at 126. Um, I'm going to pull that up really quick. Guys like, uh, well, even like if you look at the rankings, it's not necessarily the guys ranked right behind him that are the most dangerous. There's, you know, Adrian Meza is ranked 16th in the country, but that guy beat Luke Lillard all a few months ago. I mean, he's really good. Um, so I think that's one, you know, Jax Forrest, keep your eyes on him, but just know that that bracket's going to be, you know, it's not going to be a cakewalk. Uh, other other golden ticket guys, uh, one fifty two could be interesting. This is a weight where deep. it's deep, and most of the top guys in this weight class are are grads or twenty twenty three grads. So, if you look at the rankings, you're like, oh, well, this the highest ranked guy starts at like six. But it's when you take these seniors out, these are these are a lot of the top guys other than uh, Ladarian Lockett, who is going to be wrestling at U-17 Worlds, so he's not here. But at 152, probably the two biggest favorites to be contenders for golden tickets are uh, Vince Buzakis and Colin Guy. These guys both were state champs at 145 in Pennsylvania, Guy at AAA and Buzakis at AA. Um, They wrestled last year in an NHSCA final, and it was a really interesting match, but very much a folk-style match. It was a lot of scrambly stuff. Both guys got a takedown in the match. Um, guy ended up winning 4-2 in the end, but it it could have, you know, it, it was really fun. And so that's a match I hope we'll see, but it's a very deep weight. So not sure that, you know, not sure that we will. Uh, there are also, there's also guys like, you know, Zach Hansen and Brock Herman, who are seniors, who they don't care about these guys chances at who's number one they don't they don't care about their futures you know they're they're like we're trying to win this too so future they don't care about their future so wow these are some reckless young men (laughs) they don't care about have any tickets been handed out for who's number one have have any tickets been handed out yet or not yet 
Not yet. Not yet. Okay, oh, we know Fargo, correct? You guys yeah. are doing it early yeah. this year too. September two. I am. Well, uh, we don't know. No. We don't know that. But, but no, no, no. Hey, Ben, we oh. don't know that. Oh, yeah. If it is go, in Arizona State, though, right? We don't know that. Okay. Yeah, and that's been like we, there probably would have been some some invitations we could have locked in, but yeah, now now we're uh, we're trying to get all the details uh, figured out. So some things outside of our control, but we're we're getting closer to that. That is such a great event. That is a, in in my humble opinion, that might be the that is like I think it's the coolest high school event. Who's number one is freaking awesome. It's so cool awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are three other guys too that that are in really good shape for golden tickets. Uh, Will Hinkle, if he wins at one sixty, that's that's a no brainer, and and that would be pretty cool because his sister actually was in who's number one last year, um, so she's been in there. He hasn't, so I'm sure he's like, hey, come on, like you know, I got to get in here. Um, and then and then both the Mirasola brothers, if they win, they're pretty much you know they're no brainers to be well. To hey. Be in there too. Uh, Fill me in on this break because I I was just told this last night and I wasn't paying any attention and I didn't know. Um, Cody Merrill is back. This would be his first event in I don't know a really really long time. Cody Merrill won this bracket last year. Um, of the non seniors, Cole is ranked. I think the only person above him who's not a senior is um uh the Greco kid uh Bartelt, who's really yep. tough. But now Cody Merrill's another really, really, really good guy at this weight class. Um, and where has he been? Injury, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he. So I don't know for sure, honestly. He's wrestled basically one event between Fargo last year and now. It was uh, it was one of the one of the good California tournaments. I think it was like five counties. He wrestled okay. that. He wrestled at heavyweight. He won, and then he and he didn't wrestle in the postseason. Um, yeah, weird, right? Yeah, both Cody and his brother Kobe are going to be at two twenty. Same weight class, same weight, um, same bracket. Whoa. So, yeah, Cody Merrill. I mean, he is really good. The weight class he won last year at one ninety five was really insane. Good. It was actually a weird. It was a weird thing for rankings because. Max McAnally won the U17 trials last year and he was on the team. Yeah. And so it, it looked like there's no way that that anybody was going to pass him coming into the fall for number one. And then Cody Merrill's bracket was really good with returning guys, but also it had Rylan Rogers and Wyatt Volker and all these seniors that were graduating. And he won that. It was, it was crazy. We actually just on Instagram put um, – put the clip I think of of his match against Volker where he had to come from behind. Yes. But yeah, if he's good, he's really, really good. good. It's just we haven't seen him forever. Yeah, he actually wrestled two ma- two tournaments that I looked about two tournaments heavyweight, mid cals and uh five counties and then uh one tournament like a couple weeks later at 220 and then yeah, nothing. Yeah. So weird. But I mean, he I don't know. He's he's a guy that tends to be ready and he has a I think 2 years ago when he made the Far- Fargo finals at, at 16U, it, probably the knock on him was like he was really hard to score on, really good positionally, but didn't always open up offensively. And last year at Fargo, he did, uh, and he scored points when he needed them. And um, so if he's wrestling like he did a year ago, he could definitely definitely win this thing. Yeah. For Guys, sure. how many Any seniors word? in high school wrestle at this? I mean, in comparison to past years. I feel like it's less than in past years. I, well, so I feel like I actually told a bunch of my guys, I feel like it's been going on a trend where 
for a while, almost no one was doing it. And then the last handful of years, and maybe it was Corona policies or something, but it felt like more seniors are doing it like the last few years. And then this one kind of feels down a little bit. I don't know how factually correct that is, but that's my feeling. What's, what's your take on that Ben as a coach when you got those kids? Like, um, well, I mean, I guess what well, Bray, you can tell me if I'm factually correct. Uh, but I, my take is that, uh, there was this thing where a lot of colleges wanted kids coming in early. Like you graduate high school, you come in and either like do the, there's usually like June summer school and July summer school, but you do some summer school classes, you train with the team. And so a lot of them weren't going to Fargo. And I think like I said over Corona, maybe it was like the, the colleges didn't want them there or something as they wrestled more. Uh, I love it when kids compete here to finish their college career. I think it's outstanding. I think that's what they should do. And I'm, I'm kind of sad when they, when they don't. Yeah. I, and why wouldn't you, right? I mean, if you have the opportunity, why not? I would. Yeah. So, Bray, am I right or wrong in that but the amount, amount of competing? I, I need to look at, like, you know, yet numbers year over year. But we do have 25 guys ranked in the top 20 that are graduates that are competing this year in juniors. So yeah. it's, it's still a pretty good number. I think um, – I, I agree with you. I think it's awesome when these seniors continue to compete. And you see every year a few guys who – who after the conclusion of their high school season, they keep competing. And that is when they really establish themselves. Well, Mitchell Mesenbrink, right? He was like yeah, that last year. Um, and and he wasn't in Fargo because he was on the junior world team. But there are guys like that every year that that make a name for themselves. That's pretty cool to see. Uh, but we have a pretty good, still pretty good crop this year. And I'm looking at this tw- these 25 guys that are registered, that are ranked. And over half of them are like top 10 guys. I think a lot of that right now has to do with what state team they're on and how hard those state organizations are lobbying to help them make a really good team. Um, Illinois, bunch of the best guys are, are coming back. Iowa, every year you see a handful of the really good seniors. Uh, Wisconsin this year has a bunch of the seniors. How organized is the is the state association in Wisconsin and how much do you think that very, plays a factor? Yeah, very organized. But I would actually say um, – I think that plays a little bit of a factor, like uh, Big Scott Cleaver. Uh, the did, big sexy. Really strong, uh, yeah, he, we, <laughs> we, me and Shane, we both hung out with Scott Cleaver. Way back. Way yeah. back. Um, actually, Scott Cleaver introduced me to Shane Sparks in like 2005. Yes. Yeah, isn't um, that crazy? <laughs> but uh, um, he made a really big push to have a really good junior duels team. We came very close to winning it this year, and that was kind of a huge effort. And we're probably going to try to do the same thing next year. Um as far as Fargo, I feel like it's a lot on the college coaches, and I've had to push back on some of them and be like, dude, like, why can't he compete? Like, you want him doing effing folk style on July 3? Like, come on, dude. Is, is it really that important? You still have five months till your first college match. Like, you know, even if even if they go to the college for a while and they train, then send them to Fargo. Like, send them there for four days. Like, it's not really a big deal. Let's go. Let's compete a little bit. So I, I've definitely pushed back on the college coaches on that one a little bit uh, because I think it is good for kids to have something to compete. And I think it's great to, especially if you're a kid, like I'll give you one, um, Noel Mulvaney. You know, he kind of broke out last year. He's been ranked highly. Now he's the highest ranked guy going into his Fargo bracket. I mean, if he wins Fargo, that's like a crowning achievement for your high school career. I mean, there's not a lot of people who said, I won the junior freestyle Fargo division. It is one of the biggest things you can do as a high school athlete. And so to be able to close it out that way is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 if, and what they're trading is like, what they're trading a week of training or something yeah, like it's weird. The, 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 
yeah, it just seems out of balance with what you can get. And yeah, for the college team, maybe they don't, yeah, they don't get that benefit necessarily, but maybe they do. In yeah. in Mulvaney's case, it's like if he wins, I mean, that's I think that's great for Bucknell too. To like, hey, we got this this Fargo champ, and you know, Kyle Dutton was like the OW last year as a Little yeah. Rock recruit. Like that's that's great for Little Rock to have him, and they had a bunch of other guys who did well. So it, it can definitely be part of the you know. There's some benefits for the colleges too, especially some of these schools that have really nice recruits who you know who could really you know who could win this whole thing. Yeah. For sure. You mentioned Cody Merrill. Any word on where he's looking? No, he's been. I mean, I, oh. I should. I I haven't asked around a ton. I should. Uh, I actually I should thought he was committed that. to Stanford. Is that not true? Mm. I had that in my head. I don't think so. Okay. And then just be saying things on this show. Well, listen. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I hear things and I, I just think they're like a thing, and then I guess sometimes they're not a thing. I don't know. But I actually, I can tell you, actually. He was on his recruiting trip um, to Stanford when Aiden Sinclair was on his recruiting trip to Stanford. And I don't know why, but I thought he had committed. And it was a uh, – Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm not it would have sure. been kind of interesting if they both both went to Stanford. That, like, I mean, I know that's what size Coach guy. Cole was pushing there for sure. Yeah. Not yet, I don't there think. Yeah. Hmm. Not yet. Okay. Maybe we'll find out at Fargo. That would be um, cool. Speaking of these these seniors, there are a few guys that I think people are going to be be pretty interested in. Uh, at one forty five, Cannon Webster and Ryder Block could that that could be a final. Um, they wrestled at junior duels, and it was it, it was two one. It was it was kind of a boring match, but both those guys have the ability to to really open it up. And it's like you know it's a potential Big Ten matchup down the road with Illinois and Iowa. So I think I think guys are going to want to you know. Keep your eye on 145. That would be awesome. Do you guys feel like I feel like Cannon Webster is the significant favorite? I mean, he's really, really good. He's super. Very impressive. He he is. He is, but I mean that match was so close last time. It's 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 when yeah. you gotta watch. Uh but yeah, he he's a favorite. He looked I thought he looked really good at Pan Ams. Everybody looks good at Pan Ams, but that is true. Pan Ams is kind of <laughs> JV. It's like not as hard as Fargo. Bro. It's like, Bro, it's is it as hard? I mean. I mean, it's definitely not as hard as Fargo. It's, it's, yeah, I'm not going to dunk on Pan Ams, but <laughs> Pan Am, Junior Pan Ams, I don't think it's as tough as like a lot of state brackets after America. When, when Flow Wrestling it's, it's is like, doing, when, when Flow Wrestling is doing their Pan Am contents on social media, my guess is that the words tech fall is just kind of copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Yeah. And yeah. scoreless tech fall. I mean, I want to yeah. say there was 40-ish matches from American participants, and I want to say like 34 to 35 of them were scoreless tech falls. Yeah. Yes. You know what's interesting at Pan yeah. Am's? Um, we, we're seeing more and more of the international transfers happening happening at a younger age. Like yeah. Puerto Rico in particular has made a really – a strong push to get like a, a full U 17 team and U 20 team. Most of them are, are Americans like Gabe Arnold's semifinals opponent was eighth at PIAAs this year. Uh, who else? We had an, another uh, guy Kip like Jersey at maybe. Julian George. Yep. Yeah. That guy, he was like third or fourth in Jersey this year. Like there's, there's getting, it's getting to be tougher because it's getting to be more Americans in the bracket. But yeah, um, yeah that one forty five would be good. 
Hey, uh, one guy we talked about Little Rock last year with Kyle Dutton and Nasir Bailey is a Little Rock commit. He's going back to Fargo, but he's competing at 132 and he hasn't competed at 132 like in a long time. I know he mm-hmm. he wrestles some 61 kilos, but um, he's 138 all year. So it makes me think they're, you know, they got him tabbed as a 33 pounder and I wasn't sure if he was 33 or 41, but he's going to be the favorite to win. That'd be, that'd be a pretty fun, pretty fun weight too, because Zam Fugit, who's going to Wisconsin, and Kale Peterson, who's going to Iowa, they're all seniors. They're all in that bracket. So keep your eyes on 132 for for um, some little preview of some college action. Very cool. You're an encyclopedia, right? Yeah. That's why he's on here. Uh, any Anything else sticking out? Ben, any any questions for Bray? Any, any um, other things you want to talk about with Fargo? Yeah, I don't. I know. I want to ask about Cody Merrill because I, I, he hasn't been anywhere in a while, and he's a really tough guy. Uh, junior one twenty. I was looking at was really fun. He kind of mentioned a lot of the weights that that are going to be really good. Uh, junior th- junior one thirty two. I guess you didn't kind of go. You talked about Nasir Bailey, but you didn't go through. Uh, that one is really really deep. Also, even some of the guys in the honorable mention are you know I was kind of looking. I don't know how you guys do honorable mention, but you guys got like 57 honorable mentions in each weight class, but some of them are, are really, really, really good. Um, what is, okay, what, you got Junior Freeze out. What's the best cadet weight, Mr. Bray? Mm, good question. JD is working on that preview, so I haven't spent as much time oh, okay. uh, at that, but I mean, 120 again is going to be, it's going to be really good. Um, Keanu Dillard is moving up. That, that should be pretty interesting. I talked to Chance Marsteller about, Dillard at the at the training center and he's really excited about Keanu and what you know what his move up in weight is gonna is gonna be like and so curious how he looks uh 113 and 16 u is pretty crazy let's see we got yeah, okay. uh yeah it was really good Ooh. seven top 20 guys um Carter Pearson from Iowa has, you know that guy is super good and Don Munaretto the world champ last year 45 kilos those guys those two guys are at the top of that weight so 113 should be should be a lot of fun um and then one guy to, that wrestling fans need to start watching at 132 is this kid Jesse Grajeda from California he's a monster garage guy he is going to be um he's going to be is that, is a that freshman. 132 yeah he's at 32 okay he's going to be a freshman next year and uh ooh he he's going to be he's going to be like lighting it up here pretty soon. So, so watch Grajeda. He had crazy matches with, um, let's see. I think he had a good match with Jack's forest. No, it was Ben DeVino at U 17s. He was leading in the second period. DeVino had to come from behind. So that kid, he, he needs, you know, he'll develop still in, in the next year, but that kid's going to be really fun. Big freshman too. Mm-hmm. Almost like Pico. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on from Fargo, we can always come back to it if, if we want. But the ranking series is happening right now. Without diving too deep into it, the thing I'm most interested in is 86 kilograms and how Miles Amin and uh, I think Abakarov, how their performance here could separate or cement – Yazdani and Taylor from being on the same side or opposite okay. side. Hey, can I ask a, a follow-up question on this one before someone else answers? Is given the fact that David Taylor won last year, last year at the Worlds, 
Um, how is he potentially the the four or five seed? I thought they would give enough points to bump him up. What the heck? He gets a he gets a lot of points for that, but you don't get. But that's the only thing he's done to to yeah. impact his seeding. So right now he is at hold on, let me hold my. He's at four, he got forty five thousand points for um for being the returning world champion, but that's it. That's all he's that's all he's done. So that puts him in fifth. Boris Mikoyev is at 56,200. So with that, it's going to be a challenge because David's not doing any any rankings series stuff. He's not doing it. So basically, we're kind of looking to other foreign entities to come and separate those two. Now, what could happen is uh, Abakarov and Amin both shoot up above both, and then they stay basically together in the six, seven, which means they would hit the semis. They are currently slated to hit in the quarters. Um, but Kozak very recently gave me an update of what he thinks it's going to be. He thinks it's ultimately going to be four Amin, five Yazdani, six Abakarov, seven Taylor, which would be fantastic because it would separate David and Yazdani. Why is Yazdani moving up? Is he wrestling somewhere else, I'm guessing? He's, he's, I don't think he is moving up. Um, well, he would move up compared guys are David's at four or five now. Oh, David's, David's at bowling, five. You're saying, got it. Okay, got it. And it means yeah. in the final yeah. of this yeah. tournament, correct? He already made the final, so he's going to pass David uh, for sure. Has already earned points to pass David. Okay. It's a matter of if he'll pass Yazdani, which I think he. Let me look at this: eleven thousand plus. So right now he's like tied with Yazdani. No, he's ahead. So he is now the four seed at minimum. So who's the one seed just out of curiosity? Boris Mikoyev, who was is Russian, but now represents Slovakia. Yeah, I want to say. And we also have a new eighty six is going to be interesting because Karugliev has also transferred. Yeah, where is uh, he at? Great Britain. Did I... Gr- Greece. All right. <laughs> I saw it was like yeah, GP something or other. I'm like, yeah, I saw that this morning. I'm like, what? I, I didn't know what, I did not know what the uh, abbreviation was. I'm like, I had no idea. Greece. Okay. Yeah. So he's Greece lightning. So we'll see how he does. Um, so yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Other than that, I know Snyder's in the finals. Uh, I saw Zane Richards took a loss after some wins. I think Nick, Nick Lee, Lee was like actually the, cruising. Like a, 42nd, 10 nothing tech. Uh, like, is it fine? had a close one, though, guys. Yes, he did. His quarter was close. His semi was intact. Yeah. Guys, can I ask you a real Georgia. quick question? Can I just throw this wrench in real here quick. real quick? Is Nick, Lee, is Nick Lee the most underappreciated wrestler of the last 30 years? <laughs> what? 30 <laughs> years, when, Shane? I love it when Shane makes these little real like, I think I think Nick so Lee. Bold. I think Nick Lee is the most underappreciated American wrestler in the last thirty years. And if you wow. don't agree, you're wrong. He is so um, good. Like Nick Lee, Nick Lee is a superstar, and he never gets talked to. I just you never hear people mentioning Nick Lee when you talk about the greats, even at Penn State. Like that guy doesn't take a second seat to anybody. Well, he's yeah, Shane. He's kind of way down the list on well, Penn State, the guys. I, I think Nick Lee's career yeah. is so underappreciated, so underappreciated. Well, that's me. Thought I'd throw it out there. 
he's super good, two-time champ. Um, I think, well, dom- domestically, you know, last year he, he lost to Evan Henderson, and that's going to that, – that is not uh, rapidly expunged. Is, is good, but he's made one team, right? Uh, but I don't know how to – I don't really know how to – I mean, 30 years is quite a <laughs> – I just threw that out I'm, there. I'm just thinking <laughs> about the – Long window. Thinking about the significance of, of time. I just I just appreciate Nick Lee. Like I'm, I just I yeah. just think he's just remarkable in what he's been able to do, and he's he's just he's just so goddamn tough. I'd like to hang out with Nick wow. Lee for like a month and just I'd get tougher. A month. I would. I'd like to hang out with Nick Lee for a month. Just I'd get tougher. I know I would. Like he's just <laughs> tough. He's just tough. I just I just I love Nick Lee's style. Who would you get more tough? You spend a month with Andrew Howe or a month with Nick Lee? Who would you? Oh, I I go both. Both Indiana guys. No, pick one. <laughs> pick one. And I probably I I probably take Nick Lee How? right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably oh my go gosh. Lee. recency bias. I think it, yeah, a little based recency on, bias. Based, based on that comment, I'll just stop. No. Um, okay. <laughs> um, it is 1030 after all here in the East Coast. It's only so 930. Take it back, Piles. <laughs> I'm I'm officially East Coast for this week. So what do you got going uh, on today, Christian? What's vacation today look like for you? Oh, now I got some more meetings and maybe a trivia night tonight, but just hanging out here. Probably Caleb will probably make me play baseball with him. Um, What's your so go-to trivia have... category? Oh, I'm like I'm I'm really good at one thing. And it's when they play songs. I know who sings them and know what the oh. song's called. I guarantee really Shan whoop you in that category. Can we do it live on the show? <laughs> only only if it's like Yacht Rock do I think Shane has a chance against me. No. If, it, if it's beat if you it's, in this category, I guarantee it. Run it. All right. Hey, listen, I'm saying set it up. We'll play the songs. Oh, man. Hey, you hear uh, that? Bray, set this up right now. Make but but hey, Christian, Christian, right? I got to throw this out there. We'll do this Talk game. It. However, 80s music's worth three points. <laughs> music after 2000's worth one point. <laughs> I think I think I can still do it. I think I can still do it. Uh, <laughs> it'll definitely be t- worth the money we'll spend on the music rights to do this game. <laughs> yes. 100%. 100%. But as, <laughs> if you don't get sued, then it was free. <laughs> All right. We're going to go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We won't be back Monday on account of everyone's Fargoing. We'll be back uh, next week for sure. We will see you then. Hope everyone has a great, great weekend. Thank you, Shane, for coming on. Ben. Great seeing you guys. Safe travels to Fargo. And to all you Fargonauts out there, have a good time. Good luck to AWA. For sure. Go with Bring them home. Bring them home. Good luck to Team Virginia, as always. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.